0: For thousands of years, human beings have wondered about entering the afterlife. Do we climb a golden staircase or walk towards a light? Is it a vast, expansive paradise or just an endless, meaningless void? Turns out it's none of those things. It's just me, waiting with my clipboard, ready to collect three questions for God. This is God Only Knows, a podcast that kills its guests before they even get to say a word only to meet them as they step out of the eternal elevator and submit their three questions to God, whoever or whatever he, she or it may be to them. Joining me straight out of the eternal elevator is Sam Lake. Hello, Sam. Hi. Now, before you can submit your questions, we need to fill out the profile as always. So I need a few details. Uh, Your full name. Samuel Edwin Lake. That's a very... Very... I'm going to say profound name. Profoundly middle class, isn't Samuel it? Samuel Edwin. Yes. Do, do they come from anywhere or were they just kind of names that were like... Samuel from one granddad? Yeah. Edwin from the other granddad. Oh, that's smart. One from Spain, one from England. Everyone's kept happy with that, isn't it? It kind of just keeps everyone in the right mood. I mean, they're, they're both dead now, so... That's fine. Doesn't matter. No one's ruling in the I assume so, grave. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your occupation? Uh, comedian. And any notable achievements?
1: Um, I won an award I won Leicester Square Theatre New Comedian of the Year but I'd say probably the thing that I'm most proud of is winning an under 10s
0: volleyball championship when I was 10 otherwise it's not that impressive can you be 10 and take part in an under is 10 is it 10 and it's under like
1: 10 and under but like it's okay.
0: You sound unsure and I'm unsure because it's an under-10s. Don't question the validity of the medal that I won. I'm calling a steward's inquiry. (laughs) We might need a recall. Somewhere, somewhere, someone your age is going to get some sort of, like, different award ceremony. It was already in the newspaper, the local newspaper. I don't know. It could be awarded now. The next under-10s will have a sort of, you know, 27-year-old man standing there going, thank (laughs) you, this has always been mine. I don't think I'm ready for this kind of scandal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, how are you feeling about this?
1: Um, I'm very curious. Okay. Um, I can't say that I'm particularly religious, but I am often thinking about death and the afterlife and what happens to us. Why often? Um, I think I'm just someone who put me in any situation and I can quite easily go, what's the worst that could happen? And in most situations, the worst thing that could happen is that you die. Yes. Um, So, for example, whenever I'm on a plane, if I'm about to uh, fly somewhere, Mm. I always text my partner um, I love you, the plane's about to take off. Uh, so just that in case anything happens on the plane... That's the last one. That's the last thing that he Even hits. if the
0: whole stream before is a, you know, riotous argument, <laughs> at least the last thing you said yeah. was... <laughs> <laughs> at least we always end it positively. That's nice. It's nice to end on a high. Yeah, and he didn't know that's why I was
1: doing it before. He just thought I was very caring and attentive. And I was like, no, I'm just terrified I'm about to die. So, yeah. like...
0: And you want the news report to have a nice kind of, you know, you want that to be the last thing that goes in. Yeah, I don't want the last
1: thing I say to him just be like, no, I'm still angry about you for not getting bog roll or something like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you put the recycling out. That's not going to, no, that's not going on your headstone, is it? And you said you're not very religious, but do you think about God at all? Is that something that's been a part of your life or is a part of your life?
1: Every now and again. So my granddad on my mum's side actually was a priest, a priest in training. And then he met my grandmother and was like oh, I want a bit of that. And so that was the end of priesthood really? for him. And he gave it all up to start a family with her. I think it's it's a lot more common for like older generations yeah. to be a lot more religious. But then I think when my granddad had my mum, she grew up just thinking like, well, okay, it's cute that you guys enjoy this, but this all just seems rubbish to me. Yeah. And then that she passed that down to me and my brother. So like that's kind okay. of where the religious affiliation stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Well, listen, first things first, it's not the nicest way to start a show, but we do need to find out how you got here. So I'm going to spin the spinning wheel of death. Oh, wow. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready? So we've got some options. They're spinning around right oh now. Oh, my goodness. This is tense. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It's more tense than you imagine it's going to be. So you have got trapped in a popcorn stand in a circus tent. Oh, oh, well, good. I died as I lived then. <laughs> popcorn or circuses or is it both is it a shared love how did I get trapped in the popcorn machine I don't know
1: in the is it like one of
0: those ones that spins round oh was I, I just slowly mixed to death I was imagining one of those ones you know with the glass yeah so like you've somehow ended up behind the glass and the things popping above you how hot do those things get well, I don't know. I mean, I've never been served hot popcorn anywhere, even when it's hot. <laughs> so it's a little bit stale. and Remarkably tepid is what yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, in my head, what's happened is you've gone up to be part of some sort of magic act. You start in a box and then you were supposed to appear somewhere else. But this has just gone horribly wrong. OK. So from a magic point of view, it's incredibly impressive. <laughs> but from a death point of view, it's incredibly effective. I would. I'm. 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 I can't believe I ever agree to be a magician's assistant in that case.
1: Really? Yeah. Are you not the sort of person who stick your hand up and go and do the? Absolutely not. I think if you're any kind of stage performer, you know the type of person who happily. Participates mm. in any kind of mm. audience participation thing. Usually, quite an obnoxious, quite a sort of person. <laughs> We're all, we all know it. We all know it. If you're the first one to be like, "Yeah, me, definitely me," I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go up on stage, Jenny. I'm gonna go up on stage. You probably, you probably won't like that person. But I get maybe I was like, maybe it was under duress Maybe I was forced into it. Maybe they picked it. you.
0: Yeah, that seems more likely.
1: It, can I ask how long it took? No, it's
0: best you don't know. Really? Well, mm. oh, that sounds grim. Mm. Okay. Sorry. So, let's get started with your first question.
1: My first question, um, given that you are often thanked in many award speeches, in many different ceremonies, if you were among us, what award
0: would you hope to win? Ooh. no! let's talk about the God you're asking these questions to. What does this God look like what's your, and what you're imagining? i'm i i like to keep it quite traditional Mm. i'm thinking god white robes long white
1: hair okay has a tash but doesn't have a beard oh don't know why but like the chin he keeps that bare bare for his followers but white mustache yeah it's all it's all white and glowing okay he's there are always clouds near him yeah uh, and in my head, he's at least 14 feet tall. Oh. Sort of like in Power Rangers, you know, when they yeah, when, they, yeah, when, they, when they fire up the yeah, Zords. Yeah. He would be about that height. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait, that's way taller than 14 feet. That, I, don't, yeah. I don't know how tall buildings are. I'm not are. very good with those things. <laughs> that
0: could be anything. That could like be 100 a, meters. That could be four meters. I don't know. Let, tall, as tall as, like, the Shard... Or something oh like really? That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. definitely taller than fourteen feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know much, but I know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm no architect. The shard is definitely taller yeah, than yeah, fourteen yeah, feet. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, who says you don't learn anything of this podcast? Kids? <laughs> the shard is definitely taller of God, yes. than fourteen feet. Um, so you won an award that you sort of very humbly glossed over. But let's talk about <laughs> that. What was the award? Uh, I won Leicester Square Theatre's
1: New Comedian of the Year. That's a big award in comedy circles. I was quite excited to win it. Yeah. Um, but I was repeatedly told that my Exception speech was rubbish, oh, and no. if I, if I may, I'll recount it for you. Yes, now. please. So they announce it, and then I walk up to the mic and I go, "Thank you, goodbye." And that's all I said. That was it. Yeah. I didn't thank anyone. I didn't cry. I didn't like, you know, I didn't thank God. Yeah, I didn't goodness. thank my loved ones. I didn't thank my friends in the audience because I found it quite like a stressful situation. Though. I was just like, no, I've done I've already done like my comedy. Yeah. I, and that's literally the only five minutes that I could get through that evening. Yeah. Don't make
0: me say any more things. Because you're comedy. So I've seen that set because it's on the Internet. And it's oh, very it funny, and thank you. Um, it's really funny. There's a, there's some because there's only five minutes, but it's a really brilliantly paced and packed five minutes. I think it's a really great set. So much. it's unsurprising to me you won, but what I love is that that kind of on-stage character mm. is quite larger than life in many ways. Uh-huh. It's, it, it's the sort of character you imagine would be quite over the top in a social setting, very confident. So then the idea that you then go up outside of that yeah. and just go, thank you, goodbye,
1: it's a completely different yeah. person. Yeah, no, it's like uh, I don't know. It's it must be the adrenaline or something like that. But I think every performer, um, I I don't want then they don't put on a character. But I mm. think everyone takes like a part of their personality and it gets magnified a bit. So for yeah. me, that's definitely like I would say most of the time I'm a little bit camp, yeah. and then when I get on stage, it's a whole bloody tent. So is and that like, the bit you? Is that the bit you amplify? Absolutely, on there? Yeah. yeah. But it's I'm not doing it on purpose it just kind of happens
0: so the difference between you everyday life and then you on stage what are we talking about percentage wise how recognizable is that a difference
1: oh god i don't know if i've ever tried to measure my campness before i think so i think the unit of measurement for campness is gadians okay so and that's the scientific unit yeah yeah, yeah. um so like i would say during the day just in normal situations probably at like two two okay. guardians and then on stage probably like a 12 to a 14. So it's
0: quite a big leap. It's yeah, quite yeah, a big yeah. jump in terms uh-huh. of how much you are yeah. putting that on
1: in And a it sense. Get, and you com- it comes with like also you get you get you feel a bit sassier as well. So you're yeah. quite happy to like pick people out and be yeah. like, "Oh, look at your shoes." You it's just stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not saying I'm good at being sassy, but like <laughs> you're giving <laughs> you, it a go. You get you you, you build up a a, a it, sort of knowing what your persona is like on stage, then the confidence comes through that, and then that allows you to start doing more like adventurous things that you probably wouldn't think that you would do.
0: Yeah. What sort of award do you think God might want to win? Your fairly traditional over fourteen feet, <sighs> moustached God. How would he even fit on the stage? I know, a podium I know. would have to be yeah, massive. That's true. Outdoor award ceremony.
1: I would like to think I I think the awards that he gets most thankful are things in music. Yes. Like at a Grammy or yeah. a Brit um Or sporting wins. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I don't want to generalize, but especially like at the American award shows. Yeah, because a lot of the a lot of like the ones that the world pays attention to all happen in yeah. America. Yeah, the VMAs, um,
0: the Grammys, all of that. Absolutely. A lot of thanking God at those.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I would love it if he won. Like I don't know. Oh, I, I think it would be a musical award, but for like one of the maybe a Grammy, but not for like one that's like in the main broadcast show. Like oh, one of the ones okay. that they do in the ceremony where yeah, they just yeah, have yeah. to like get rid of some of the best awards. Best
0: audio production, yes, yeah, or like yeah, best yeah. best
1: album notes, yeah, or something like that.
0: Yeah, who would who would God thank?
1: It would be would, would it be quite obnoxious if he thanked himself?
0: Probably. I'd like to see him thank like Justin Bieber or Britney Spears or someone who thanked <laughs> him notoriously <laughs> throughout time. I really just want to thank Ariana Grande
1: yeah. <laughs> for "Thank You Next" that really changed my life. Um, who would he thank? I don't. I I don't really know who he's they're close to. No. You know what I mean? I, I'm trying to think of, like, the entourage that God would have oh, yeah, when was on the rider the stage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on the rider, in my head, God is a big fan of lilt. Oh, okay. I think he would love a lilt. Okay. So we would yeah. have
0: just, like, a lot of lilt in yeah. the green room. And a then, kind of an obscene amount of lilt or such, a, like, four lilt cans? I think he'd be sponsored. Oh, okay. So it would become an ever. anyway. Yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah, that's who yeah. you think...
1: I'd like, I'd like to thank Ariel Grande and lilt yeah. for sponsoring... <laughs> this album uh yeah because i think if god, i think if god were among us he would he would be like that influencer type he would like do like paid promotions for things hashtag ad hashtag ad yeah, yeah. hashtag not spons. Hashtag hashtag really yeah yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> so god gets to win the award is there an award because i guess in comedy there are some awards that come up and i guess there's other streams and avenues in which comedians go in terms of writing or television or all those other things in your head when you think about how successful you want to be in your career yeah and i know this is a really hard question to ask someone so please feel free to give a funny answer but (laughs) you you can also be honest is there something in your head where you go that would be success for me that would be the thing where i know i've made it um
1: i for me success would be um uh winning uh best entertainment performance bafta for hosting the eurovision song contest I mean, it's that was incre- way more specific than it's I was expecting. It's <laughs> incredibly specific, but like that's that's 100% where I would like to okay. be. But <sighs> the thing is, I would need Graham Norton, Rylan Clark O'Neill, and Scott Mills yeah. to all have some kind of horrible accident in order for there to be space for someone to like take the to reins take of that hosting. Spot. Also, the UK would need to win the Eurovision Song Contest. Because you'd have to be hosting it. We'd have to be yeah. hosting it. Yeah. 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 It's a it's Although a didn't you mention goal. there was a
0: Spanish grandfather somewhere?
1: There is, yeah. So my mum's side of the family is all Spanish. So you speak Spain? I could, but then I'd have to learn Spanish. Yeah, I you're only, not going to get that. I only yeah. know enough Spanish to ask
0: for uh, directions to the library and uh, pineapple juice. Yeah, your gig's not coming your way. Yeah, I no. can't see that helping at all. So really, we <laughs> need Britain to win the Eurovision Song Contest. Yep. Those three other excellent Eurovision hosts to not be available i mean yeah they could just quit they don't have they to could, die yeah, i, I mean, don't I, know why you push them to an accident i was thinking they might just be busy that night but okay yeah. you know however you see it and uh, and if they fall downstairs, i would say speak to sam first yeah and uh, and then you just step in and that then is your bafta winning performance there we go can i just say though so um
1: my um brother he's he's a he's a, a, a bit younger than me but he's sort of very creative as well um, and I think lots of people do that thing where they rehearse, like, an award speech in the mm. shower holding mm. a shampoo bottle. Mm. Um, like, when Kate Winslet won her award, she was like, oh, I used to I used to pretend this was a shampoo bottle. And everyone was just like, get on with it, Kate. But, like, I think everyone practices that. And so, for me, when I'm in the shower doing that award speech, I practice winning a BAFTA and being like, oh, my God, there's so amazing. And, like, my speech is hilarious. And everyone's like, oh, my God, <laughs> it's like, we want him to win more awards just so we can hear his speeches. But then I asked my brother, like, do you do the same thing? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I practice, I practice winning awards in the shower too. and I said, what award do you win? And he genuinely went, oh, Lifetime Achievement
0: Award. Oh. He's 17. Oh, he's gone long haul. He is ambitious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I just about hope to make it into that sort of sad music revolving thing if anything happens to me. (laughs) Yeah. Lifetime Achievement seems a bit beyond. Yeah. No, I like that. But I'm not going to take it away. Lofty goals. Go for it. Why
1: not? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So if you win the award, uh, that you win the BAFTA, it's going to be a brilliant speech. It's not going to be one of your Leicester Square thank you goodbyes you've yeah, got it yeah no it's going to be three minutes long yeah. I'll have notes Um. I'll probably be a little bit drunk okay will you thank Lilt I, okay. it'll be a very I, niche intro yeah, for yeah, fans yeah. of this podcast <laughs> but if you could thank then I'll Lilt just, I'll just look
1: right down the camera and wing and be like <laughs> someone watching that one was
0: for you yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to your second
1: question. So my second question is, who is the logger? Okay, this is going to need some explaining. Oh, okay. So I'm uh, I'm originally from Cornwall. Okay. That's where I was born and raised. Um, and Cornwall is a, a lovely scenic part of the country. Um, it is a place that lots of people visit. They like mm-hmm. to go on holidays there. Um, there's a lot of mystery to Cornwall. So, you know, uh, we in Tintagel... We think that's where Excalibur yeah. was found. Um, uh, we have the Beast of Bodmin. Yeah. So uh, allegedly there is some kind of panther-like beast that roams the moors, uh, murdering backpackers and anyone who dares cross its path. There's a mystery, though, that is a bit more recent. And I would like some clarity. I would like to know what's behind the mystery. Mm. So um, I haven't been back to my hometown um, of Red Ruth in Cornwall for about seven years. Um, and that is because of this mystery, the mystery of the logger. Um, I found out about this when reading a BBC News article and the headline of the article read Mystery Swimming Pool Shitter Strikes Again. Again. So it, it, it happens oh, more so than once. there's so much in that headline. Isn't there? Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. So someone keeps pooing In um, this one swimming pool that we have in Cornwall, Um, and because the police haven't come up with the name for this type of crime, because, like, they've never encountered it before. The police have called this crime logging, which is disgusting. Yeah, absolutely disgusting. And they haven't caught the person who's doing it. So everyone calls this mystery man the logger. Oh, you assumed it's a
0: man. That's a big assumption you've gone. Is that is that a kind of a DNA tested thing, or are you just assuming? I I I I'm I. Well, maybe this is what I discover to not be true. But in
1: I always believed that it was a man.
0: Interesting. I just think if if somebody's causing trouble, it's probably a man. <laughs>
1: it sounds like the kind
0: of that's like, going to get us more tweets than anything. We could say anything from here on in, but that's the men one, isn't cause it? nothing but trouble. Um, <laughs> and everyone here agrees um
1: i it, it's it, to me that kind of like <laughs> that kind of um vandalism we'll call it is the kind of thing that like lads at my school would have done for a bit of bants, a yeah. bit of laddie bants. so i just can't i think putting in a swimming pool is an inherently masculine thing and i don't know why i'm happy to be proved wrong but I, because obviously women can do everything. But I think when people usually say that, they're not thinking like, yeah, you can you can take a dump in a swimming pool too. Um, so it's the same pool every time. Yeah. So in Cornwall, there are two places that everyone went to go swimming mm. that wasn't the sea. Mm. Um, you would either go to Cambrai Leisure Centre. Okay. Or you would go to Ships and Castles in, um, in Falmouth. And Ships and Castles is where the logger struck. Okay. Um, and... And it happened, it's happened on multiple occasions now. And nobody knows why they chose that specific place. But I think what's weirder is that I know people in Cornwall who still like to go for their weekly swim. And they still go to ships and castles, even though this keeps happening. And when I asked one of them, like, why do you still go to ships and castles for your weekly swim? They said, well, I know I might swim into somebody else's feces, but it does have a wave machine.
0: And I was like,
1: where are your priorities? <laughs>
0: that's going to be a nightmare for the swimming pool. like Get, Especially if there's a wave machine. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and also, but just like, I mean, it's good that, you know, in a way it's good that people are still going because that could be, you know, that's a...
1: It's nice that the business hasn't shut down. Yeah. And the thing is, is like, Cambrai versus Ships and Castles. Ships and Castles was like the fancy one. Yeah. So like... Canberra is where all of the schools would go to for right. their swimming lessons because yeah. it was cheaper. Ships and Castles was, like, the fun one with all of, like, the flumes yeah. and the, um... And, like, the... Uh, what do you call it? The, the riptide tide. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, a little, yeah, 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 little, little Lizzie yeah. Lizzie River. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. the Love one. that, yeah. Yeah, and, like, big, like, jacuzzi things yeah. and, like, all of these things. So that was, like, the fun... That was, that was like, the fun one. So people, so people still go to it and they're just, like, happy to accept... Whatever, whatever log may come.
0: Oh, that's horrific. It's so
1: grim, but it's still happening. No, nobody's been arrested for this. Nobody knows who does it. To be honest, nobody knows if it's one person. Oh yes, nobody knows if it, if like it's a it, maybe it's like a, a I don't know a, a gang. A gang of it, loggers. Yeah, a gang of loggers. Uh, team logging. Be, team. <laughs> Yeah, it could it could be it could be a coordinated effort. God knows why. Like, I would love it if it was some kind of like anti capitalist protest <laughs> in some way. And then when they explain it, everyone goes, "You know what? That's actually beautiful. This protest makes so much sense." So if if there was one mystery that I wanted addressed, yeah, I would just want to know who did it, and then.
0: <laughs> Be able to ask why? Why like the, the the line between <clears throat> disgust and respect is essentially just some context for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get, but I just like imagine it
1: as like an episode of Midsummer Murders or something, and like I want that kind of like almost like CSI level of like investigation right. yeah, into yeah, it, yeah. and it just never happened.
0: Yeah, it doesn't feel like it's going to be high in the police priority list no. in terms of like dealing with it. I did, I could I
1: couldn't. Oh god, imagine if you were a police officer and they were like you're on logger duty. Oh, yeah.
0: That would be a bit much. Yeah. And I guess there's no way to, like, you know, fingerprint test or DNA. I mean, you don't want to start collecting for everybody. Unless, like, you got, like, Gillian McKeith. She
1: could get in so, there. She was just like, oh, she'd be down with the Tupperware yeah. box. Yeah. In, she could tell you everything they've eaten. Which yeah. would then
0: be quite, I mean, that's quite an elongated <laughs> investigation. Yeah. <laughs> you're checking out
1: everyone who's eaten that. I don't know who it is, but they need to stop eating room Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it feels like that, that would be more of a kind of a diagnostic. Yeah, than a kind maybe, of a, you know, maybe. So this has been happening near your hometown. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And you're, you said you haven't been back because of it. Is that true? It's very true. So my hometown of
1: Redruth, um, I haven't been back to you in seven years, genuinely. So I, I have been back to Cornwall, just not my hometown or near where this has been happening. I did my first gig back in Cornwall. Um, like a couple weeks ago, okay. and it was the first one that my family got to come to oh, as well. Wow. Um, and I was tell- I was actually talking about this story on stage, and a bunch of people like laughed, but they laughed out of like already knowing about the story because yeah. it was like I was like, yeah, we we know, yeah. we've we've heard, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 we've seen it, we've uh-huh. seen things. We started a neighborhood <laughs> watch group. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So going back home to Cornwall, then. So when did you leave? Uh,
1: I left uh ugh. I left to go to university mm. um and then I moved to London from university okay. um so i've been i've not I've not lived there for about eleven years. Oh wow. yeah, and did you always know you were gonna leave? I think so yeah i did tr- childhood wise like obviously being a gay person in quite a rural area um that's not as metropolitan as somewhere like London or Manchester. Um you um you you sort of don't grow up with anyone like you mm. or at least you don't you're not aware that there's yeah. anyone like you around. Um so I knew that as soon as I could I would try and like make plans to be somewhere else. Mm. I always wanted to get to London at some point, so I think no matter what profession I ended up in, I would have always try to sort of like fling myself towards towards the city Mm. just because I always felt like I think it's because I watched um, that show Queer as Folk Mm. um, and then just thought like okay they're in a big city so if you're in a big city it's fine to be gay so go be gay there Mm. so either London or Manchester or somewhere like that where it's like a big like hub so like there's just so many people there that even if there are people who didn't like gays you're probably not going to run into them Mm. Um, but in a nice way I think it's, it's meant that If if you take yourself out of an environment where you feel like you're not allowed to be yourself, and then put yourself, you you make the decision to put yourself in a different environment where you can be yourself, then you develop so much faster, and you discover all of these things about yourself. And then at the point where you're ready to go back into the environment where you felt uncomfortable, um, it's 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 quite an empowering thing because you can sort of like look around and be like, ah, okay, this is fine now because I know who I am, and if people don't like that that's not my problem anymore Mm. whereas before when i was a bit more vulnerable Mm. like other people's opinions would obviously have a a massive impact on me you're more accepting of the idea that okay you've had all of this time to process it and you've gone away and like now you're comfortable with who you are you are more accepting that other people need some time to adjust to it
0: as well yeah it's hard though like it's hard yes i'm incredibly brave yes (laughs) I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to give you an award. I actually have an award here now. It, it is hard though, isn't it? Because like that thing of, it's hard on two levels because one, no one should be made to feel that way because of who they are. Yeah. But on the other hand, there is this sense of, actually it takes a certain amount of then compassion to then be able to allow people that space and time mm. to work that out. And I think that's really hard because we often expect that on the people who felt vulnerable or unsafe. Yeah. that's a lot to expect on people who actually were mistreated in the first place. Well,
1: exactly, yeah. Um, And I think that's why people... I think that's why a lot more these days people tend to um, get called out on social media or get their foot caught in their mouth because they're expected to immediately have the understanding right off the bat. And if they say something with the best of intentions but isn't the same understanding everybody else has, Mm. they can be torn down for that. And I think... um, the intention behind what people say is more important than the exact words for me so if somebody because uh if if somebody were to say something on social media about an assumption they had about gay people um a lot of the time people would be like i don't have to answer this question how dare you think about gay people why don't you go look up yourself and i would just be like well no i think they their intentions are good they're genuinely trying to like uh, have an education for themselves and hopefully one of us can like help with that education Um, I think it's very clear when people are saying stuff that is blatantly homophobic but there's a difference between like uh, um, intolerance and ignorance and I think sometimes that line is very blurred for people and the two seem the same and I'm always the kind of person who's just like take a step back and then think about why that person wrote something Mm -hmm. that way and maybe there's something else behind it and there's always like a, a
0: separate conversation to be had there I think yeah one fact more right yeah but again hard because if it's if it's you or if it's if it's you who's under attack then again a lot to expect people to be attacked and then step yeah. back and have foresight and a wider context and all those things but mm-hmm. I, but i'm fascinated by that i think that's really interesting so you ask god who was the logger do yeah. you really want to know or do you like the mystery for the people of cornwall i think i need to know <laughs> you're so selfless I see. <laughs>
1: My last words. I will do this for you, people of Falmouth.
0: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So,
1: Sam, you've got one more question. Yes. What is it? I would like to ask God if they would like to come to my wedding. Congratulations. Thank you so you much. You are getting married. This isn't an ethereal question. No, you, yeah, you're no, no, engaged. No, 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 no. There's like a wedding planned and everything. Oh, wow. It's not a hypothetical thing. And when's it happening? Uh, it's happening next year. Um, And uh, I'm marrying a lovely man called David, um, who is a, a climate change scientist from wow. Scotland. I know, he's got a proper, like, lofty job. Yeah. And it's and an ja- accent. And an accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job and an accent. That's yeah. all I need. Yeah. Um, and uh, he... Uh, so he's originally from Scotland. We're getting married in Scotland. Oh, wow. And actually, like, we've actually done quite well with the wedding planning. Like, a lot of the stuff is there. So we've got the venue, got the caterer, got the photographer. Like, it's, I thought it was going to be a massive challenge yeah. to plan a wedding, just from what everyone told me. Yeah. it's It's been all right. It's been all right, if I'm completely honest. So take me back. How did you meet David? Uh, I met David in 2016. Um, and it was the first time I was doing the Edinburgh Fringe. Oh. and um uh, he was a local and um <laughs> so we met on tinder um and um i had one day off from the show that i was doing and i planned the date um i planned that day to have the date with him um and it was i i'm sure i've told him this but it was either between him going on a date with him just for a couple drinks or genuine offer from somebody on tinder the message just said something like, I've got one hour. Do you want to meet me in the graveyard? So it's between that guy and David. And it was
0: close, but I went with David. <laughs> A few drinks for the lovely climate scientist or one hour with the graveyard guy. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> you make good decisions. Yeah.
1: Not, not not that he worked at the graveyard. Mm. He just really wanted just... to go and only for an hour. Mm. So, yeah. So I uh, I met up with David in... in the park it sounds really dodgy when i tell people what we did on our first date but i met him in the park mm. and then he had like a couple cans of uh a couple gins and tins yeah just in his backpack and he just like pulled them out and then she's like do you want one and i was like yeah okay so i'd known this man for like 10 minutes and i'd already accepted like random beverages from his backpack in a park in a park yeah, yeah. but um, to be
0: fair graveyard for an hour this is still a great still date. it's still like, up there right e- exponentially yeah, better yeah
1: um And we had a really, we had a a really lovely time. And then obviously, because I'm based in London, at some point I had to go back. We carried on seeing each other for the rest of the time I was there, which was only about two more weeks. Did he come and see
0: you in the show? Uh,
1: Not on the first date. Okay. The second date, I took him to some shows that I thought were good. Okay. And then he came to see my show, um, which I felt really bad about because my show was on at midnight. Wow. Yeah. Um, so good sign though. That's a big commitment. He did, yeah. yeah. He committed, yeah. and then he brought friends along the next time that I did it, which I thought was very nice because then he was like, "Oh, I want your shows to do well." Um, three of those friends f- fell asleep, <laughs> so it was very, it was very. Like, he meant, he meant well. Mixed blessings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but we had a really nice time together, and then he was like, um, uh, "This was never supposed to happen." Just before I left, this was never supposed to happen um, because c- when I read your Tinder profile. I thought this would just be like a one night stand. I thought you would just be a bit of a slag. And I was like, how dare you? And then he showed me my Tinder profile and I I kind of had to give it to him because I was using my Tinder profile to promote my show.
0: <laughs>
1: so I was trying to get audience in by offering them things uh, through my dating profile. So he was just like, oh, well. I, I just thought that's the kind of guy you well, are, but then you turned out to be very nice. So I wanted to keep seeing you. What's the I kind am. of
0: venue? What's the planning? What's in place? I I
1: do more of like the wedding admin. Okay. And he does the creative stuff. Interesting. He, at the moment, he's um, planning out how he's going to make his own bunting. Wow.
0: I know. For for the whole. Yep. Not just like a personal kind of across his chest, like a whole. That's, that's his outfit. Yeah. yeah his yeah, whole yeah. personal. He's bunting. Wear some strategically <laughs> placed bunting. Um,
1: Yeah, no, he's definitely, like, the more, like, um, he's got the more visual eye. Okay,
0: interesting. Yeah. And the ceremony, will there be a religious element to the ceremony? Is is he religious? No, uh, no,
1: he's not religious. Um, We're going to have a humanist ceremony, um, which I've only, I think I've been to one wedding where they did that kind of thing. Um, And I'm not sure if this is a Scottish thing, but they do a thing where you take two pieces of... um, two pieces of fabric and you, tie, oh, yes. you literally tie it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we're 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 going for that kind of ceremony. Uh-huh. Um and um, rather than have a, a minister or a vicar, um I've got my friend Chloe doing it. Okay. Um so she's going to be the um she's she she's calling herself the vicar. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy for her to be the vicar. <laughs> um but it's not it's not a religious ceremony at all. I think the what's nice is I think um People don't realise that uh, marriage equality-wise, we've only had that in the UK for six years. Mm. Um, So it's still a relatively new concept to people. Mm. So... um,
0: And, of course, in some parts of the UK, not even six years where I come from. uh,
1: So... um, it, people still have like a lot of like interesting questions mm. about what our wedding will be like but it's a, it's a positive thing because it means any tradition that there is that we know about weddings we can like flip or we don't have to do mm. he, I am having to limit him a little bit the other day he said can you add two cowbells to the wedding budget and I said what, what do we need cowbells for he said well you and me when we walk down the aisle together we're each going to have a cowbell and then we're going to bang the cowbell really hard and get the, genuinely he said we're going to get the crowd really G'd up. And I was like, do you really think your grandmother wants to be (laughs) G'd up with a cowbell?
0: Do you think your grandmother wants to be g <laughs> up by a cowbell? <laughs> is the promo for this episode. <laughs> That's it decided. Sometimes I have to go through it and be like, what bit really? Yeah. No, it's do you want your grandmother to be g up by a cowbell? She you bell? me the
1: idea? And I start. I laugh like a good so hour. So you'd have had cowbells got, and
0: sticks and you would have just... Cowbells with... and sticks. And then like when we... Where would the... you have put them while the ceremony was going on? Where, hey. Or They would have been handed to you like your bouquets. Is that kind of... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, a bouquet of cowbells. <laughs> But then that's the thing. If we do stuff differently at the wedding, someone there who's like
0: a friend of the family or someone who's not as close will be like,
1: I've not seen this. But bo- Is this a gay thing? Is this
0: a gay wedding thing? Are, cow- Are cowbells yeah, gay? Yeah. So you you talked about marriage equality and only being sort of six years old in this country, mm. in in, the, in these parts of the UK. But um, in terms of then when it comes to getting married, did you, did you ever think you'd be able to get married? For me, it wasn't that I wanted to get married. I
1: just wanted to have the option
0: to, just like everybody else does. Yeah. Almost when the legislation comes in, it's like you have the freedom to choose it's not about you were in a couple and you were like it, oh no. we can't get married it was all of a sudden like even though i don't know if i want this i know i'm able to i remember going to
1: um debates at uni where i, I so i went to uni in bath mm. um and so i was at university just as marriage equality was legalized and before that they had a bunch of public debates and stuff um about uh, about this subject and there were like people for it and people against and they all like all of the people against tend to be from like they tended to be bishops and Mm. uh, people from the church of england and um you going to those debates was really interesting because it does put in very harsh perspective like the oh it this was what 2013 so Mm. there were still people who were like oh no this is a completely unnatural thing and it's Mm. absolutely disgusting and it's shameful um And going to those debates, because it's like one side versus the other, and you try to have like a balanced argument like they have on like morning TV shows, Mm. um, it made you feel like it was a 50-50 thing. Everyone either falls one way or the other, but it's like a 50-50 split, Mm. which luckily now we know not to be true. Far more people on the other side than
0: than the other. So for you then, uh, you you invite God to come to the wedding. Yeah. Would you want God to be there?
1: I'm happy to have anyone at the wedding who wants to be there and wants to have a good time. Um, I, uh, (laughs) someone gave me some good advice about putting together the guest list and they said to me, don't have anyone there that you wouldn't want on a really drunken night out. Um, so, and don't have anyone there that it, it, at the end of the day, it's your day. Mm. So don't invite anyone that you feel obliged to, to invite. Um, Having said that, there's 200 people coming. So I've really not taken that advice you, on board. There's definitely a few people. no, who no, no, no. Right. Uh, <laughs> Auntie Sharon's got <laughs> to come. Um But if God wants to come, God can absolutely come as long as like they are there to celebrate with us. But that also applies for everyone else. Also, God has to wear a really fun fascinator. <laughs> At 14 feet tall. A 40. Yeah, the fascinator also has to be 14 foot yeah, yeah, tall. Yeah, yeah. It has to be a statement piece. Yeah. Um yeah, and he's got to pose for a couple photos, I think. Oh yeah. Oh, and if he's got any dietary requirements, he's got to let me know. Okay. I'd imagine if he's God, he's not going to be the type of person who's just be like, I- "I'm sure he's
0: fine with gluten." Or he's stuff. not going to be gluten free for the day just to see the option, is he? He's no, gonna, he's no, no. gonna, you know, he's gonna be honest about it. Whatever happens, he's gonna happens. Be bad. He's gonna have a cheat day. God's gonna <laughs> have a cheat day. Just have a little bit of wheat. Come on. Come on. Well, listen, I hope you have an amazing day. it you. sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be lit. Yeah. And also the hashtag. cowbells. I'm so keen to see <laughs> the really, cowbells. I'm really scared that's actually going to happen. Uh, it is going to happen. I think he's willing it into it's existence. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to see a miracle happen. You're not going to know they're happening and God's going to provide the cowbells <laughs> for you. The cowbells will be there. Yep. Well, I'm very excited about the Instagram photos and the cowbells. Me too. Sam, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been really great fun. Um, It's almost time to return you to the land of the living. But before I do, I want Mm. to know, is there anything you think God would ask you? Oh, I think God would ask me um, if I ever plan to learn Spanish. Primarily for the Spanish BAFTA Eurovision? or just.
1: Um, because because most of my family's from Spain. Mm. My mum was on my um my mum's from Spain, so everyone on that side of the family is mm. Spanish. I think God would ask if I ever had plans to learn Spanish because there's a whole side of the family that mm. I don't really have that uh communication with. So you would like he would be like, Maybe he would ask like, do you want to learn Spanish? And you could say C. Sí. C. Sí. por Supuesto. That's literally all I know. <laughs> um Uh but could God make it so like if he snapped his fingers then I would just
0: instantly know. Oh, would that be worth, would that not rob you of the effort? But I'm so busy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so your answer could be, yes, if you snap your fingers and I can learn if it instantly. If you make it happen like right now. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode. Uh, I've got good news. Uh, one of the clowns was able to smash the glass with his <laughs> giant foam hammer. And uh, one of the acrobats actually knew the Heimlich maneuver. So the popcorn that... came up. You were, you were saved. Oh, I choked on popcorn. Oh yeah. I mean, you no, was definitely, I mean, you would have had to. Just the, just I volume, was trying to think. I... The volume alone. Oh, okay,
1: okay. Don't think about it too much. You're alive again. I really am. We're
0: sending you back into the real world. You're fine. You're you're fine. You're happy you're alive. Thanks to the circus performer. (laughs) Listen, thank you again, Sam. It has been a real pleasure. I'll be back next time to kill off another guest and find out what they want to know on God Only Knows.
1: God only knows is a dot 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 production hosted by Matt White. The music is by Auburn Jam and the producer is Joel Porter. Thanks for listening.
0: Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's
1: why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans.